Episode 56, Retirement and Dogs. When our daughter left home to go to college, she gave us a replacement to keep us company. Zach, a black German Shepherd puppy. She picked him out of a litter of nine pups. He was the run of the litter, lingered at the back of the group, wobbly, skinny, looking sick. She always liked to help out the least fortunate. We took him straight from the breeder to the vet. He was real sick. Stayed there three days. But he lived. A year passed, and I called the breeder to thank him for the wonderful dog. He was amazed. All of the other healthy pups had died. A virus had run through the litter. Zach was the sole survivor. This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. On the recommendation of a friend who raises dogs by the dozens, we bought a book by the monks of New Skeet. We followed it to the letter. Zach was held and stroked from the moment we got him. Of course, the care under the veterinarian didn't hurt, but we gave him loving, hands-on attention, and he thrived. I sometimes think of nursing homes where dogs visit and residents stroke the dog's fur. There's something magical about dogs and human beings. We depend on each other. We get energy from each other. We care about each other. Dogs lick our face. We stroke its back. It's the touch or the caring. The first night, Zach was in our house. We put him in the garage for a few minutes. He started to bark as soon as the door was shut. We moved him into our bedroom and placed him in a small kennel with an old shoe of mine. The kennel was at the foot of the bed. He never barked at night again. Dogs don't like to be alone. They're pack animals. They want to be close. For 13 years, he slept in the hall at the entry into our bedroom. Dogs and people seem to make a perfect match, especially dogs and older people. They're friends, they're company, they're family. When company came to our house, Zach would sit silently in the living room and stare into the eyes of our visitors. Some called him a Buddhist dog. We never made a scene when we came or went. He never got excited at our coming or going. We raised him by the book. We did make one big mistake. We did not socialize him with other dogs when he was a pup. We paid the price. He was never good around other dogs. Not really bad, just a little edgy. It was our fault. I am reminded of a quote by George Atla, a famous musher and dog trainer in Alaska, who said that there was no such thing as a bad dog, only a bad dog owner. We now have a dog park just a few hundred yards from our house. We walk past or through it most every day. Many people gather there to exercise their dogs and to socialize, both themselves and their dogs. It is amazing how many people will stop and talk to you if you have a dog with you. The only thing that opens more doors is having a puppy with you. Then the whole world feels free to stop, talk, and stroke the young dog.
a person that is new to town and wanting to make contact with people could do no better than to get a dog, preferably a puppy. My neighbor, retired, has had three dogs over the last 20 years. They walk the dog many times during the day. First, he takes the dog for a walk. Then, she takes the dog for a walk. Then, he again. Then, her again. It goes on all day and into the night. They have a little dachshund. They dress it with a sweater in the winter. When the dog gets older, they carry the dog on the trip away from the house and let it walk home. They have paid $300 in vet bills for one neighbor's dog, 500 for another. They care for all the dogs in the neighborhood. My son's father-in-law is in his 80s. He liked to just sit at home, sit in a chair and either read or watch television. His family worried about him. His wife brought home a little dachshund from the pound. In time, he and the dog bonded. It has made a world of difference in his life, according to his daughter. He has a reason to get up. He is much more engaged about everything, more positive, alert, more social. The dog sits in his lap. He strokes the dog, talks to the dog. Life is better. It has been seven years since our good dog, Zach, died. We did not get another dog. Why? We travel a lot at this stage in our life, not far, but we do move between two countries every week. It requires that we cross an international boundary. There's problems taking dogs across that boundary. Another reason we have for no longer owning a dog is that our place in the city is right downtown and up four floors. Hard to take a dog up and down and in and out, living in a condo in the city. People certainly do it, but it doesn't appeal to us. If we ever settle down, meaning if we accept that we're done traveling, I think a dog will be in order. There is something about unconditional love, and that is what a dog gives to a person. It could be a great boon to retirement. This is Retirement Talk.